This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act so you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruich. Hello and welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. I'm Tom Ruich and I am excited because Ted Pedromo is in the house. Today's episode is called What's Happening? with LinkedIn. Get it? What's happening with LinkedIn? And I can think of no better person than Ted Pedromo to give us the up to the minute scoop on LinkedIn. Ted Pedromo is America's leading LinkedIn coach. He didn't say that, somebody else did. He is the award-winning best-selling author of Ultimate Guide to LinkedIn for Business and Ultimate Guide to Twitter for Business, both published by entrepreneur press. After 20 successful years, very successful years in the high tech industry working for IBM and Cellular One, Ted's IT career evaporated into thin air after the dot-com crash. There were a lot of careers that evaporated after the dot-com crash. Ted's was one of them. But Ted reinvented himself and became a certified professional coach because he loved mentoring his staff clueless about marketing a coaching <laughs> practice, Ted fell in love with online marketing after attending a Dan Kennedy conference. And the rest, as they say, is history. Today, he runs Search Marketing Simplified LLC, a social media marketing agency. This is the second time Ted has appeared on the Story Power Marketing Show. Ted is only the second person to appear multiple times on this show. It is my great honor and privilege to call Ted my friend and welcome him back to the show. And I'm not just saying that because he thinks my emails are funny. Ted Pedromo, welcome back to the Story Power Marketing Show. Well, thanks for having me. What an introduction. Holy cow. Well, you wrote part of it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't AI. I actually wrote that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I know. I know your feelings about that. <laughs> what is happening in with LinkedIn. You are about to relaunch one of the great programs, great courses that I've ever taken. One of the things that really got me on my way with LinkedIn was a program called Linked Accelerator. And I forget how many years ago I got into it. And, and you'll tell us when you created this thing and, and you're relaunching it now for another age, which really speaks to the thing, to the idea that what you thought you knew about LinkedIn so many years ago, so many months ago, so many days ago, ain't true anymore. And so let's talk about LinkedIn today with a little background about LinkedIn Accelerator when you started it. And we can talk yeah. about what's changed since then. Well, I wrote the first edition of Ultimate Guide to LinkedIn for Business 12 years ago. I started writing it. Wow. 
So the class linked accelerator, I started about 10 years ago. Yep. Yep. So and LinkedIn has a big birthday coming up on Cinco de Mayo. They'll be 20 years old. Holy moly, 20 years old. And how long have you been on LinkedIn? So I got one of those weird invitations back when they used, your friends would invite you. Mm -hmm. Probably 19 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Early on. <laughs> but I hardly logged in like everybody else. <laughs> hardly logged in. But you launched your coaching business in what year? Uh, I was about 2002. Yeah. So more than 20 years ago. Yeah. And you got into direct response marketing, Dan Kennedy, all that stuff. Not long after that, I know, right? 2004, I went to, I started reading books about marketing and got Dan Kennedy's little cassettes. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> got his newsletter for a couple hundred bucks a month. Yeah. I went to Chicago for one of the conferences, 2004. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. And so LinkedIn, when you first launched the book and Linked Accelerator versus LinkedIn today, what are some of the highlight differences? I was just cleaning out my garage, actually, because we had to have some repair yeah. work done. So we had to clean out the garage. I found the first versions of the book. As oh, kind of wow. Through it. Yeah. And there was LinkedIn Answers, which was on the homepage. Do you remember that? No, I do you, not. It was like a group, but you could post any kind of question and it was categorized. And if you answered questions, you got points and there was a leaderboard. Ah, wow. So sort of like to get on the leaderboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there was Yahoo had a similar thing and Quora still exists. Right. Similar thing. It'd be nice to have that still. Yeah. Yeah. They have. So, and gotcha. so does the, I don't recall that initial edition where you talking about how to, how to work that system and, and use LinkedIn answers. Was that back better? then? Gosh, I was just starting at my, basically my own agency. I was building websites yeah. in HTML before WordPress. Yeah. I was doing SEO. I was doing Google ads because I met Perry Marshall at that 2004 conference and mm -hmm. started learning AdWords from him. And I really didn't get into the LinkedIn till a little later. Yeah. What was it that attracted you to it? I got a book deal through Perry Marshall to read a copy of the book. Yeah. <laughs> I would go on there literally like once in a while, interact with people. I wrote an email about it yesterday. I'd go on for an hour or two, interact with people, engage with them. And then eventually somebody said, hey, let's get on a call. And this yeah. is way before Zoom. This was like on the telephone. Yeah. <laughs> and we would talk and I'd get a client. I'd work with that client. Then towards the end of the engagement, I'd get on LinkedIn for a couple hours, get another client. It was yeah. really easy back then. Really, really easy. <laughs> yeah. So... But, you know, obviously things have changed now. It's a lot more people are active on LinkedIn. It's got a lot yep. more aggressive marketing on there. Yep. That's a different animal. Yeah. And, and, and so as you prepare to launch the new version of Linked Accelerator, describe some of the highlights. I should note that by the time this episode airs, I think your very first live class for Linked Accelerator will have occurred already but you, you allow open enrollment and anybody who misses something that happened previously, everything's recorded, there are yeah. online resources. You'll tell us more about that in a moment. But yeah. um, as you prepare for that first session of Linked Accelerator, what are the things that you really feel people have to know and understand about LinkedIn? 
Well, it's really think about how we did business before the internet. Mm-hmm. And remember, they, you create your persona of your favorite, your best client. Mm-hmm. And as a fictitious character, mm-hmm. Susie lives in the suburbs and she drives a BMW and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I always did those characters, but I never had clients that actually fit that mold. <laughs> right. Right. And since, you know, since the pandemic, a lot has changed. A lot of people have shifted careers, shifted jobs. Mm-hmm. So we start out the whole course where we talk about who is your favorite customer? Yeah. I started doing that last year. Like, who do I really love working with? Yeah. And I documented that person. And it had nothing to do with Susie who drives the BMW and has two kids and lives in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. It turns yeah. out my my people I was attracting already were over 55. They had been laid off. They'd been through career turmoil like I've been. Yeah. So I kind of just build. We start there yeah. with the course. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned that that you met Perry Marshall and I know that you work closely. You were part of Perry Marshall's mastermind for a long time. In fact, somebody you met in that mastermind is the person who introduced the two of us, our mutual friend, Adam Kreitman. Right. And, and Perry Marshall wrote a great book about the 80-20 principle. And this is really, pardon me, this is really what you're talking about here. What you're looking at is who are those 20% or so of my clients who are making 80% of the impact are the ones I love working with. I, I enjoy spending time with them. Most of the revenue comes from them. And those are the ones I want to work with. And, and that appears to be what you're doing is you're thinking about that, that profile. And then once you, once you've identified that profile, you're talking about people who have had work turmoil, been laid off, or in transition, or perhaps a little bit older, what do you do with it? What happens next on LinkedIn? So another thing I've been doing the last two years is I kind of stepped back from my business because with the pandemic, Mm -hmm. things I was helping people with in 2019, that problem may not even exist anymore. Right. So what are the problems we're having today? Mm -hmm. And another big shift I had, I always said, what's the biggest problem you have that I can help solve for you like you can't solve the biggest problem right out of the gate Mm -hmm. you could run into corporate you know problems that they'll never solve yeah so you kind of look at low-hanging fruit like what can i do to help this person right now today yeah and a lot of times i do that through linkedin just with chats or hey let's jump on a quick call yeah and it's not a discovery call or you know the strategy call like everybody pitches these days yeah it's just genuinely meeting you. You know, we do help each other out online all the time. Yeah. And having and having one-to-one conversations and building real and human relationships, I encourage people to go back to, I think it's episode number six of the Story Power Marketing Show, the first episode where I had Ted on the show. And we discussed then all of the automated marketing and hard pitching and all that garbage that this was back in, uh, I think, 2021 that you were on the show when we yeah. first launched this podcast. And uh, what what you're describing is the antithesis of that. And that problem is still very much at play on LinkedIn, isn't it? Yeah. 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 But I got my, wrote the first book 
I had 642 connections on LinkedIn. Uh-huh. And today I have like 25,000. Yeah. 25,000. And that's over. Remember, Ted said that, you know, it goes back not quite 20 years, but almost 20 years. And there are people out there who using machines and bots and very, very, very aggressive tactics are getting to 25,000 connections in uh, months. Uh, uh, But there's a big difference between what people are doing with those 25,000 connections and what Ted does with those 25,000 connections. Explain sort of the primary differences between how you treat the people you connect with on LinkedIn versus how some of these set it and forget it, aggressive, aggressive marketers are doing it. But when I wrote my first book, I came across a thing called Dunbar's Number. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. So it's this whole theory about how many people can you really be have as friends and be in communication with. Mm-hmm. And it's like 120 or something. It's like, you can't really keep in touch with 25,000 people. No. Our kids <laughs> do on social media through little touches. Yeah. But Dunbar's Number says, how many real friends do you have? Real connections. And it goes back to, we had the old Rolodex and back in the day before the internet, you know, you work, do business with somebody, they give you your business card. If you had a good relationship with them, you kept them in your Rolodex. Right. If they right. weren't valuable, they didn't go in your Rolodex. Yeah. So I kind of treat and, my LinkedIn network like that. Yeah. And, and I noticed that being in a relationship with you and our, our relationship transcends our connection on LinkedIn, but I notice that when I post your commenting and, and I see you all over LinkedIn interacting with people with whom you've made connections. That's what it's about. It's not about one and done. I connected with you. I pitched you. You either said yes or no. And if you said no, I'm done with you. And it still looks good that I have 25,000 connections. So I don't care. I just right. never will interact with you again. So much of that going on and it really pollutes LinkedIn, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I just had someone reach out to me two days ago. We were in a mastermind group, a, a local mastermind group. Mm-hmm. But we met at each other's houses once a month. There were six of us. And he reached mm-hmm. out to me after 20 years. Wow. He said, hey, I'm doing a career shift here. I need help with LinkedIn. So he's joined the class. Beautiful. Beautiful. But it's because yeah. we just kept in touch a little bit. You know, not huge conversations, but we're familiar with each other. We trust each other. Yeah. And those are the people I try to keep in touch with. Yeah. Yeah. And so given everything that you've just discussed, if for people who are listening and watching, if they're going on LinkedIn and they're getting all of these connection requests from strangers and and people who, you know, ultimately are just going to pitch them hard. What, what's your recommendation? Do you even accept connection requests from people you don't know? Or how do you vet all of that? I, that's what I shifted from. I wanted to get to 30,000 connections at one point. Yeah. And I was accepting every invitation. I was like, yeah. and 99% of that accepted. Never hear from again. I would never do business with. Yeah. But I wanted to get to that big number because it's cool. Right, <laughs> right. But yeah, now you know, I only connect with people like I meet in like the Titans Accelerator Mastermind sure. or, you know, when you do groups or people I see on Zoom or have interactions with or get to experience them live. Yeah, I I agree. I've had the same shift for a while. 
I was feeling it's important to grow that number of connections and followers. And there is an argument that says, you know, people, it, it establishes a higher level of authority when you have that number. But I think that people are recognizing that just because you have 40,000 or 50,000 connections doesn't mean that you're necessarily someone that's uh, that's so great to do business with. In fact, it could be just the opposite. Um, and, and so it really becomes a quality versus quantity game. And yeah. if you take that perspective that, no, I'm going to, I'm going to connect with people whom I know I can serve and vice versa right. and build a real relationship. Yeah. You'll end up with fewer connections. It won't look as cool, but in the end, it will serve you and your business better. Quality. By the way, if quantity. you see me, if you see me squirming, it's because my dog is trying to climb up my lap and, and uh, huh. I think he wants to go outside, but can't no, go. I just really think the quality over quantity, we only have so many hours in the day and you can't have real conversations with 25,000 people. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a, Absolutely true. Absolutely yeah. true. So do you have specific approaches that you take? I mean, I know you're talking about uh, you connect with somebody, you just sort of begin a conversation, but is all of it kind of organic? Let's see where it goes. Or uh, is there a certain rhythm and structure to how you approach LinkedIn day by day, week by week? Well, I have Sales Navigator, and yeah, I could use that to prospect, and I have some saved searches set up that look for, they would be kind of in my ideal client range. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, I don't even bother to do that because I write a daily email like you almost daily, mm -hmm. and my assistant posts it as a LinkedIn article, and yep. she's got to be really good at creating little teasers out of the post. I don't even, I just let her run with it. Yeah. And she drives people to my article. Right. And then I started a newsletter a couple of weeks ago and I have over 2000 subscribers within a couple of weeks. Yep. Fantastic. So I'm getting a lot of exposure. I'm not taking thousands of views or tens of thousands of views, but I'm getting a lot of people reaching out to me and connecting and following me now. Right. So they're seeing my content. Right. And I'm just and being myself. You know, my emails are like yours. Like just, this is me. Yeah. Unfiltered. Yeah. And, and, let's talk about that principle for a, for a bit, because we both practice that approach of story powered emails, a lot of personality. We share details of our lives and what we put out there on our emails and on LinkedIn. And in the end, you and I both subscribe to the idea that the content we put out there should really reflect what it's like to be in the room with us, who we are as people, because both of us in the end are, trying to create relationships either in a one-on-one -on -one coaching environment or in a group coaching environment where we are serving people. And, and the more we can do that with our content, serve people, reveal who we are, what it's like to work with us, uh, the better off we are once we get to a point where somebody reaches out to us, the more likely it is that somebody will reach out to yeah. us. So they're going to reach out to us if they resonate with us. That's, that's We're right. pre-filtering our you know, clients, if they don't, if you don't like Dan Kennedy with his attitude or Ben Settle, mm -hmm. he repels people. Yeah. yeah. And he attracts as, people that pay him lots of money. Yeah. And, and repels people as a marketing strategy. Yeah. I think, I think it's important to understand that when you put yourself out there, 
some people are going to like you and some people aren't. And that's a good thing because you want to do business with the people you attract. And if you repel people, well, good. You're, you're narrowing the focus. You're, you're getting closer to those people who are going to be in that 20% who are the ones you love, you know, the 80% most. Another thing I've noticed over the years is I'll see a person on Facebook and they're one character (laughs) Mm -hmm. and on LinkedIn, they're a different person, right? More professional. And that's kind of interesting. It's like, I'm, I don't really use Facebook for marketing a lot for my business. Right. But some people, they like, it's two different people. It's like, yeah. well, who are you? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, I've known you now for many years and you are who you are. I mean, what you get in this podcast interview and in your, in your posts and your emails, it is you. And, and, authenticity is so important. And, and that actually leads us to that 800 pound gorilla. Um, first time we talked, uh, and certainly when you wrote your book, there was no such thing as AI and chat GPT. I mean, there was such a thing as AI two years ago, but we didn't have chat GPT. And now we have this thing that can spit out blog posts and spit out emails and spit out LinkedIn content and people chirping about how oh, all you have to do is pitch a, push a button and you can do all of your social media. What do you think of that, Ted? It depends what you want to use it for. I was right. playing around with uh, creating LinkedIn profiles with it. Uh-huh. And it's like I said, write my profile and it kind of looks like your internet. I gave them my website and some keywords. Mm-hmm. It was so boring. It was all about like me talking. It was not about me. It was like, you know, somebody does like a third person or a first person. Like, right. which one do you prefer to read? Yeah. This one was like really boring and bland. I said, write some LinkedIn headlines. And it was all really boring stuff. I'm yeah, sure I can change s- the filters and make it better, but. Yeah. And they say that you, I know that you can train AI, train chat GPT and other AI writing tools to write in a voice or your voice. Yeah. But at least for now, even under the best of circumstances, there's a significant difference between what you put out there when you're writing in the way that you write Ted and the way that I write Ted versus the way that the robot writes it. And, and so, you know, when you talk about people putting themselves out there one way on Facebook and another way on LinkedIn and the problem with that, now all of a sudden you add, all right, you're putting yourself out there with this robot voice, which really isn't your voice, no matter how well you train it. Yeah. And then what happens when you get on the phone with those people, with right. people who, who connect? Now, all of a sudden, you, they're talking to you and they're thinking, this doesn't sound like the, the guy right. that I connected with. <laughs> so Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's not, it, it'll get better. I kind of use it to come up with ideas what to write about sometimes. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, what are 10 things of a new business owner needs to do to market his business and it can be 10 things it's like a great list then you can expand that list with your own voice and that's a great starting point saves you hours of research yeah one of the things that i was working with my coaching group on in the other day was you take you bring when you bring to chat gpt 
the primary information, the facts, the persona profile, and so forth, then the results are better. If you ask ChatGPT to make judgments, tell me about my target market, uh, you're, you're, you're asking for trouble. Uh, right. you, you may get a, a surface rendering, you may get stuff that it makes up, you may just get the basic cliched stuff. But if you go to ChatGPT with, um, this is the profile of my target market, I want to, um, to help my target market, an example for an executive coach, to help my target market, I teach them how to delegate more effectively. And then the prompt was, please give me some examples from literature, movies, television, et cetera, of stories that portray the importance of delegation. And up comes a list. Oh, in the movie, The Devil Wears Prada. The character does such and such. In um, in Patton, the movie Patton, General Patton does such and such. And now you have really interesting ideas to build on what you've brought to the conversation. And you put it out there in your voice with your personality. And now you're onto something and it's saved great amounts of time to use the tool to save time. But using the tool to act as your ghostwriter. Now, there's people yeah. writing Kindle books, like there's gonna be millions of Kindle books written by AI on there. Right. So Amazon's trying, they're working hard to detect that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they are. I'm yeah, sure they are. And, and so you talked about uh, some of the stuff already that you put into the linked accelerator program. What else for people who are interested can they expect if they if they join Linked Accelerator, tell us about the program. Yeah, so you get close, really, you know who you wanna work with, people you love already working with, and find more of those people. And those people a lot of times give you referrals. Mm -hmm. That's really good having that relationship. Right. And then you, you you really kind of update your LinkedIn profile based on that and what problems you're solving now. Mm -hmm. Because I show you how to do the research on the internet, like what are people talking about now? What do they need help with? And then we really change your LinkedIn profile. So when people come across that, they just skim on their phones most of the time. Mm-hmm. You grab their attention with your headline. Then your about section is telling your story, which I have a whole formula on that. You're like what problem you're having and how I've been through that. And mm-hmm. it's, it works really, really well. It's a story-based format, really. I like those. Yeah. And then we go out, here's how you build your network and find more people like your best customers the people mm-hmm. you love to work with. Yep. And then how to create content on LinkedIn that resonates with those people. Yep. So there's content marketing. And then we, we're, I'm going to do a special bonus session on AI because yep. LinkedIn's incorporating a lot of AI that supposedly can rewrite your profile for you. Absolutely, yeah. But it's yeah. boring. Huh? <laughs> so you have to change it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but it can it can help push the, the boulder up the hill for you. Right. And And... You know, one of the things I know because I've I've sat in on on things you've done, group coaching, and uh, and watched you at work. This is not one of those programs where you dish out uh, some instructional content, say watch this, then say good night and good luck. These watch are these going two to... hours of content, and then we'll have Q and A session next week. Yeah, and and so 
live sessions alternating with Q&A sessions yeah. and and very, very, very hands-on. Um, I, I know I've worked, I've, we've both been in other people's programs and, and seen how a lot of people operate. And one of the things I respect most about the way you work with your folks is your hands-on. You build a relationship with you. You don't act like the guru on high. Right. You are in there to help them and, and they have access to you, which I really do appreciate. And that's what I shifted a couple of years ago because yeah. my, my course got to be like 26 hours of content at one point. Wow. And I'm thinking I would never watch 26 hours of content. Yeah. <laughs> and some of it would be old and yeah. outdated. So now I really, I teach for 20 minutes and we go into groups and breakout sessions mm -hmm. and we implement that one little thing I taught. Yep. And then we come back and everybody gives each other feedback. Yep. You and I are, are big believers in let's take small bites and implement. Let's take yeah. small bites and implement. And, and no homework then. You don't have to go off and do three hours of homework unless you want yeah. to. But Yeah. I love the fact that you've designed the program that way. I'm in the process of designing my email marketing power program. And, you know, what's interesting is I went through the first iteration of building it and was what I thought 90% finished. And then I felt like, Oh, I left this out. I left that out. I left this out. And I rewrote the outline and, and was planning and still am planning to add quite a bit more content to it. Then I realized that, oh no, I've fallen into that trap of dishing out so many hours of content and people will stop going through it after just a few hours and no one will implement. And so what I've redesigned and, and almost finished is the first module is going to be called the Implement Now Playbook. Yeah. And it's going to give everybody what they need to get off the ground and implement the, the foundational and most important parts of their email marketing with one hour of content. Yeah. Then they can dive deeper into all of the other aspects and, and take their list building to the next level, take their content creation to the next level. But if they just want to get started and go from you know, struggling to going from fair to good, from good to great, you know, just a quick bite, take a step, quick bite, take a step. And, and, uh, you know, now that we're sitting here talking about it, I'm realizing that that's, that's in great part inspired by your approach, Ted. So thanks. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. But also what's important. I, I enjoy <laughs> learning in groups too now more mm -hmm. than just sit there and read a book or listen to a tape. Yeah. The old Nightingale Conan tapes, I'd listen to those and they'd say, do this. And like, I never did the homework. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But if you're working with a group, you get different perspectives. Like, oh, yeah, I love the way you shifted from that perspective. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're using a cool coaching program or platform that I'm familiar with to run this program. Tell us about that platform. Yeah, UpCoach. Yeah. It's, it's really new. There's some, you know, you run into little bugs here and there, but... Yeah. Overall, it's designed for giving classes like this. Yeah, this just, what, forum. just what you described. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're online forums and you can divide people into accountability groups and to-do lists and you can have yeah, habit yeah. trackers and it monitors what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. And so if somebody is interested in jumping in and learning more about Linked Accelerator, where do they find you? Where do they find information about it? This is really hard. Listen carefully. LinkedAccelerator.com. 
Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Linked. Well, it is hard to spell accelerator, I think. It, it is. Well, look it up, everybody. Accelerator. I think it's A C C E L. I can't spell. Uh, linked accelerator. It's got to be in the show notes. And, and I have um, a coupon code for your listeners if you want. I, well, Ted, of course we want a coupon. Sure. Code. Story what? 23. All Story one word. 23. That's easy half to off. spell. You get half off the program. Yeah, story, the the American way, not with an E-Y, just Y. S-T-O-R-Y-23, 2-3. And um, you get, what What did you say, Ted? Half off? Half off. Half off. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, and while I have you, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that we partner on a very cool thing called the Mastermind Book Club. Ted, why don't you tell everybody about the Mastermind Book Club? Yeah, we, I don't know why we started. We just kind of say, let's start a book club because we both read a lot. Yeah. And we kind of talk about the books and we got a group, a nice group that's growing. It's free. Yeah. Every month we read a book for you and Tom and I tell you what we learned. And some people read the book, some people don't, but yeah, we have great. You don't have to read the book. Uh, There's an online community where people post insights, uh, share questions, and then we meet once a month live on zoom yep. and we record it for those who can't make it and we share insights and again the idea is even if it's just one thing that we take from a book if we can when we read one of these books instead of just saying well that was interesting that was great that was powerful and put it on the shelf and let it collect us if we take one thing and implement yeah we've won and and that's what we encourage everybody to do. Participate in the conversation. Take one thing that could be applicable to their business, maybe two, maybe three, and put them to work in their business. And we're all filling our heads with all this knowledge and we're not doing anything with it. Yeah, yeah. Our friend Vance Morris says, uh, you can't profit if you don't implement. Thanks, friends. <laughs> Absolutely. Mastermindbook.club. Mastermindbook.club club exactly yeah. and ted one more time linked accelerator.com yep and if they just want to find you and find out more about you ted prodromo p-r-p-r-o-d-r-o-m-o-u there or you can look at your linkedin coach.com oh that's easier to spell too your linkedincoach.com. Ted, any parting thoughts, words of wisdom, anything that you want to share with the audience about LinkedIn or marketing in general? Just LinkedIn is so valuable if you use it right. Yeah. I mean, everybody's kind of jumping on the bandwagon now with the hard sell. But if you go in there and just talk to one or two people a day, just chat with them, help them out, jump on a five minute call even. Mm-hmm. You build relationships and you get clients for 20 or 30 years at a time. Amen. Amen. Well, Ted, I meant every word I said in that introduction, even the parts that you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so respect the work that you've done. I've learned a ton from you. I appreciate your partnership and friendship and uh, really happy to have you as our second, second timer on the Story Power Marketing Show. All right. And I encourage anyone who is trying to get their LinkedIn game on to check out linkedaccelerator.com. Use the coupon code STORY23 
and and get to work implementing a better approach to LinkedIn. If you enjoyed what you heard, what you saw today, go to Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast, give us a five-star review. Tell everybody that you heard that episode with Ted Pedromo and you were blown away by it. Also go to storypowermarketing.com for free resources, including the emails that I write that Ted calls laugh out loud funny, right? Just yeah, yesterday. Definitely. Just yesterday. We and have fun with LinkedIn. What a concept. That's exactly right. Yeah, I posted on LinkedIn. That's where you saw um, one of my emails. And yeah. uh, in any case, thank you all very much for listening. Thank you, Ted. We'll see everybody down the road. listening to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com resources, where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails, download free business building resources, and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com slash resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, and grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.